Hello everyone and welcome to the Cup of Coffee podcast with me, Tom Dillon. This is being recorded live at our weekly online meeting and broadcast around the world. Um, today's topic is uh, Howard and Cathy on Howard and Cathy with our guest speakers Howard Kane and Cathy Bradley. Um, before we start, I'd like to say by way of a quick disclaimer that today is a wonderful discussion but that nothing said here constitutes financial advice and should always take professional advice before investing your hard-earned cash. There may be the odd unplanned swear word along the way as well, although probably not from Howard and Cathy, let's be clear on that. Um, so uh, let's get cracking. The, the format for today is roughly that uh, Howard and Cathy will do some speaking um, by way of a surprise and then um, we'll do some Q&A at the end. So if anyone has any Q, uh, probably not in the A because otherwise you're in the wrong bit. Then um, please do bob them in the chat or do something um, or get them ready, write them down so that we've got some Q&A ready for uh, Howard and Cathy to, uh, at the end. Um, good morning, Howard and Cathy. Cathy's only sort of got one. Good morning, yes. No, we're, we're both here live and well and kicking. Thank you, Tom, for this opportunity to share a little bit about our backstory. Um, I've promised you no bullet points uh, today. Um, I should add a slight disclaimer on the base of that Cathy hasn't seen the slides either. I she haven't actually got a clue what it's going to say. No so. idea what's coming up, and I like it. That I'll way. probably edit it all afterwards. <laughs> probably good idea. So <laughs> I'm going to share my screen uh, if that's okay, and then you can see these here slides. A quick thumbs up once uh, once you can see a picture of great okay cool so um kathy and howard first of all uh we are asana and we've been asana for the last five or six years and we'll tell you a little bit more about that and i um i held up a book before a uh, property compliance uh guide from tina walsh and um uh, two reasons for that. Number one is I, I, the book has all that you need to know to be uh, compliant in uh, property sourcing. Number two, uh, Tony helped me move furniture a few months ago. So, um, you know, I kind of got to pay it back somehow uh, on that. Um, if you wonder how we were able to grab that quite quickly, well, let me just show you. Um, for those who can't see in the corner of this room is our library. This is our business library. <laughs> just business and reference. Um, the rest of the house is full up with novels, um, but that corner of the room is there. Um, the books uh, on the uh, on this side of it here are, are mostly around personal development, business development, etc. And you'll find that that is a strong theme. Oh yes, uh, there's yoga, there's all sorts of stuff there. Um, well, but yeah, and over here is all the nonsense about sort of science and, and walking, which is which is a bit more me. Um, we may be talking a little bit about ourselves as we go through, um, but that's our that's our library here in the office, and that's where we go. And I'm kind of i going to come back to this, this library as we kind of go through, because there's a couple of things that are worth sharing. But I'm going to wind the clock back um, to when we first met and, and then just step through every two years. Okay, so we'll be missing out huge chunks of our life, that's for sure. But I want to focus on the property stuff particularly. So here we go, 1998. Um, this is about when we met. Um, I literally, uh, in November of that year, moved into this little house here, number 12, Troon Close. Um, it, uh, it remains our first uh, buy to let, and we still have that today, all these years later, and it's still uh, been uh, tenanted um, all the time. But I love that little house. That was my little, my little bolt hole in Bolton. Uh, and, 
and Kathy was living in a Honda Civic at the time. Yes, it wasn't much nicer. <laughs> but but between us, that's all we owned. I had I literally just bought a house and Kath had a Honda Civic. And we have leveraged that to create the ginormous uh, uh, property portfolio that we have today, the millionaire <laughs> lifestyle, the yachts, the women, the, the gold watches, the road. Oh, okay, perhaps not. Our, our ambition has always been to be fairly kind of comfortable, fairly at ease with our lives. It's not to roll in cash. That's not, that's not our way and that's not our, our take on life. So that's where we started, 1998. And for the first couple of years, things were perfectly normal. I decided to become a stage magician. Oh my um, God! <laughs> she has oh no idea God. of these photos out. Oh my um, God! So here we are, the Millennium <laughs> Celebrations. Uh, <laughs> I can't quite believe. Anyway. No, I had a bit of a penchant for dodgy shirts, and they don't get much dodgier Don't than you this know one. What it was like? <laughs> uh, but in 2000, we, we, I suppose at the beginning, the start of the new millennium, you don't really know what you're going to uh, to get into. The following year, in 2001, we went off, um, well, Kath Bless a Cotton Sock straight me off to see, uh, to do a three day course with Russ Whitney. And I, I have the proof here this is my folder with my course notes in 2001. Well, and it's beautifully written. It's, I don't write such neat notes anymore. Um, but I kept the book and I recently kind of went through it. And you know what? The core elements are still the core elements. And they stood us in good stead in 2001. And, uh, and we continued since. At the back of the book, however, is my action plan, believe it or not. It does say my action plan on here. And I realised that we've done a couple of the things on there. It's only taken us some 20 odd years, but we have actually done it. And one of these days we will sort out our wills. Um, but it's been on the list now for 19 years. Um, so <laughs> things don't always work out exactly as you planned. Um, I, I'm going to fast forward to 2002 because in 2002, um, I'd given up being a stage magician, but hadn't given up the dodgy shirts um, so, or the, indeed the dodgy ties. Cass hair, had Cass hair had taken a, a turn for the worse. <laughs> but she's at least wearing lipstick to match the shirt, which is great. Um, <laughs> so this is so funny to stick in This is pre-digital, you've got to understand. I've, I've been rummaging through a box of old photographs to get all this stuff. Um, and two things happened in 2002. The first was um, that I got a phone call in a car park in Greenwich. Um, I was literally walking across the car park in Greenwich. I got a phone call from Kathy saying, I've got an idea. Why don't you move in with me? She sort of sold the Honda Civic and used the money to buy a house or put a deposit on a house. Why don't you move in with me? And we'll let out your house. We can then follow up on our Russ Whitney plans and begin to build our property empire. Um, then we'll refinance your house and we'll use that money to go and buy some more houses. I, I'm in the middle of a car park. I thought she was crazy. Absolutely stark staring mad. Uh, but of course, that's exactly what we did. I moved in with Kathy. We remortgaged my house. Um, markets were buoyant. We released 27,000. Went off and bought three more houses. Naturally, because we were both living in Bolton, we bought a house in Salford. Um, and probably in the dodgy area of Salford, Lower Broughton. Um, oh, really? for, wasn't it 45,000 uh, pounds down? Um, 
it did and promptly moved in three nurses um, and when the nurses moved out five Bulgarian butchers moved in I believe so our first house was actually an HMO although we had no idea that it was and the second, <laughs> the second thing that happened in 2002 is we went to an event we're both passionate about finance about personal development we went to a presentation from the Charter Institute of Personal Development um, and it's Andy Gilbert I don't know if any of you come across Andy Gilbert and his Go Mad, um, Go Make a Difference. And this book was, um, I think, really uh, life-changing. And what happened on there was he brought you back to the core of personal responsibility, that everything that you do is down to you. You choose. We live in a blame culture in the UK. Uh, where everybody's demanding their rights and, and demanding their privileges, but don't really want to pick up their responsibilities. And I think they struck a real chord with us, uh, and it just kind of helped us take the action that we did. So step number one, maybe get some education. Step number two is take some action. It doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, but what happened, uh, two years later, we were starting to build our portfolio and actually decided to spend all the money by going off to California. We did not. Uh, no, we didn't. Actually. We went to California, but we, we didn't. didn't spend all the money. Uh, yeah, we, well, Cathy says we didn't spend all the money. In fact, we moved house. We, we were bought very a, a new house uh, for ourselves uh, and went to California and, uh, and the Norfolk Broads and Wales. We kind of went on holiday we all over the place. Yeah. And I shaved off my beard. Um, so there you go. If you ever wonder what it looks like without this um, this strange creature on my chin, that's what we looked at. So 2004, by then we had a small portfolio of Vitalettes, um, and they were just ticking over. But there was never any sense that this was the main business. Um, we still both worked full time. Mostly, I think Kathy was self-employed with her own consultancy. I was working full time for an insurance company. There's still Follow my career becoming a chartered insurer for my sins um, and a member of the Chart Management Institute and etc etc. Um, but yeah, it was still just a hobby in a way, just just kind of what we did and not what we were always planning to do. So this is the kind of rinse and repeat stage of our, our careers, I suppose. Um, clearly, um, I needed to rinse my head just a little bit more. Um, Anyway, that, that's the, uh, that's the uh, pier at uh, Santa Barbara uh, on the day that Michael Jackson's um, oh, trial, um, trial began. Uh, we didn't know that the Michael Jackson trial was taking place in Santa Barbara on that particular day. It explains why there's no one on the pier, of course. Mm. Everyone's been to their TV sets, um, the biggest kind of show since, since OJ's trial. So well, let's wind it forward another two years to 2006 Aww. and here we are on windswept Northumbrian Beach, um, somewhere near Bamborough Castle I think. Calm and relaxed, the Vitalettes are just running naturally, everything's easy in the world, you turn up for work, somebody puts a cheque in your bank, life is really very, very sweet and of course this is this is the point at which you are lulled into a sense of, of, of um, tremendous well-being and satisfaction that, that clearly nothing could possibly go wrong in this life. 
uh, that everything is, um, is is wonderful. In fact, we were so um, in such a good place, we decided to uh, the following year to refinance all of our properties onto lifetime trackers. Um, a decision that stood us in good stead for the storms that were just around the corner. That was that was very lucky. Um, so some of our in fact, some of our mortgages today and some of our properties are less than I would spend in an average month on coffee. Um, I'm now a ludicrous there in the 40s. Uh, that is 40 pounds and not the 40%. So, um, so they are, that, that's, that's the life we all dream of, uh, you know, sort of uh, walking along windswept beaches in, in Northumberland. So 2008, um, yeah. So here we are in, in Canada, Cat's dad lives in Canada and we're just taking some time out up the road and, uh, and just relaxing. 2008 was uh, an interesting time, I suppose, for us. We had taken a bit of a uh, financial uh, review at this point and um, you can't really see it in my face, I don't think. But I was starting to fall out of love with property. We'd, we'd sold a couple of properties and we'd use that to pay our own mortgage way down and that. But I think I was getting to the point of, of starting to fall out of love with dripping taps. Um, you know, I, I got a bit stressed about things like dripping taps. Um, and by 2009, um, when my younger daughter came to live with us, number one, I totally fallen out of love with property. And number two, um, I think uh, the three people under one roof rather, rather put a, a spike into our relationship. So strange times for us. And, and by the time you roll forward to 2010, um, still good friends, but, but living separate lives uh, by 2010, a little bit of, of sadness there. Um, but but still kind of keeping the properties going in the background. Um, but nevertheless, kind of a little bit of little bit of time. So we took we took maybe five six years out of property. Um, didn't have anything to do with it. Just kept the buy to let's running. Um, didn't really want to know. But things kind of get better. Sorry, there is good news at the end of this. We're still together, as you can see. Just um, so 2012, we back together again here we are in Italy I think enjoying a beer and, uh, and a pizza uh, somewhere in Siena um, just 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 chilling out looking well um, and and enjoying it so and then the following year we got a chance to buy the house next door and we did a great project where we we have a shared flying freehold we stole um, their bedroom from next door uh, made it our own uh, converted next door and uh, converted our own house and ended up doing a complete refinance, refurbished, legal, everything for about eight grand. I mean, it was a, a bargain of a lifetime, uh, really. We bought next door as a three bed house, converted into a two bed house, and it had it valued, strangely enough, eight, eight grand small. more than we paid for it. Um, so all of a sudden, my interest in property is sparked. Um, it's kind of okay, maybe there's something in this. Um, so Roll forward to 2014, and by now we've kind of gone completely crazy. Decided to run off to Gretna Green and get married. Uh, we didn't tell anybody, uh, apart from my kids who found out an hour before at Shap Motorway Service Station. Um, so that was that. But we, we kind of, being being Kathy and I, we didn't like to just do it once. We actually did it twice. We got ham fasted in our village um, in the summer, um, and everybody was invited down to that one. 
but it was a transition in our personal lives and it was a transition in our business lives because we sat down in 2014 and drew up a 20-year plan. And I don't do plans. We did a 20-year plan and said, okay, oh, sorry, an anti-plan. An anti-plan, I should call it. We went, 20 years, what if we do nothing? What if all that happens is I retire? What if we just let that mortgage finish? What if we just have to do that? What, what would happen if we did nothing for the next 20 years? And, uh, and things kind of bobbed along like that. And then also the income, of course, nose, dark nose dives. And you think, okay, well, maybe we should do something to plug that, that gap in our 20 year no plan. Maybe we should have a plan. Uh, and by the end of 2014, Kathy had found progressive property. And you know what happens then, your, your wallet is, is opened, prized <laughs> open like that. Rob Moore gets his hand on your wallet, he opens it, he takes 25,000 pounds, no, something like that, <laughs> out, of the, out of the wallet and puts it in his back pocket, on the quiet, maybe shares a little bit with uh, Mark Homer. Uh, but we went down, we, we joined Progressive. And again, we were back into this cycle, well, you've taken the education, now take the action. It's a great community. Uh, so, of course. And I think that really kind of inspired us. But the other thing about this, um, this time for us, whoops, gone too fast. The other thing about this time for us is it was the time at which we worked out our, um, it's supposed to be a build on one of these sites, never mind, um, our core values. And our core values came back to personal responsibility from Andy Gilbert, mindfulness for each other, for the world around us, uh, and support, and that meant community. So whatever we were gonna do in the business going forward was gonna be about community. Um, so we, we went to Progressive in 2015, and by the end of 2015, we really uh, came up with the Asana brand, the Asana We've identity. We've helped from um, several people. Indeed. We've helped yeah. several so people. So hats off to Mark Ianson, to Dan, Dan Bennett, and Kat's brother-in-law, uh, Mike, who all helped us kind of articulate that. And brand. also the, um, the, the fact that we, we really wanted, we had a great builder we worked with in the previous years, didn't we? And uh, there was only one of them, and we realised that that just wasn't sufficient if we wanted yeah. to do what we wanted to do. And we needed to kind of try and grow a community around us with people you can really trust, so you can really get to know, because we don't like doing things where we just, you know, just go for a service because... A, you don't know the quality you're going to get, but B, it's so much more satisfying anyway to actually get to know people a long time, get to know who's really good at what they do, and then you know who to use. You know, you, the trust part of it, which is number one really for us and what we do, is taken care of because you really, you've really known that person over a period of time. So that community made a lot of sense for us. So it did. No, no, no. Cool. I, I, that's a great show. So 2016, we kind of rolled forward. Now, in February 2016, some of you will know, and some of you were there, that we launched Asana Property Meet. Um, and as the first Asana Property Meet, there was 21 people in the room. Um, we were, and it was uh, a real nervy time. I think that was the one time when perhaps I kind of pushed us into doing something that was my crazy moment my my car park moment yeah. as it were and we were very inspired i don't know if you're going to say this or not because we've been to go to cup of coffee for a while uh by then 
and we really like cup of coffee meetings. Been to lots of lovely meetings as well, but we loved the, the vibe of the cup of coffee. So yeah. when we were setting up a sauna, we really we talked to a lot of people in um particularly in cup of coffee group. Yeah. And but with others and we asked people what they want to see from the meeting. And we're really keen to bring that vibe of cup of coffee into it, you know. Yeah. So um, that was important to yeah. us. That so um, I, I see he's on the call today. So a big hats off to Simon Collins for Simon inviting me down to yeah, Cup of Coffee all coffee. that time back yeah. in 2015. Yeah. To Tom for inspiring us with the roundtables um, and the way of, of kind of bringing people together in that much more relaxed way. And I don't know if you're going to mention about the brick here at this point, but from the local and independent. So okay, yes. So I, I was, but I will let I'll let Kathy share on that because because it wasn't just about the property community we've been involved in the community in other ways um, i'm vice chair of the residence association and, and, uh, and i've been a blood donor for 40 years we've been uh, trustees of a local charity as well i volunteered at the olympics so we believed in reaching out to the community and kathy had been doing some work with the brick project in wigan i've been doing some yoga sessions with the um the brick the brick area the charity that's that helps um homelessness um it's actually action for poverty isn't it yeah. and uh, but then mr brick and they were local independent and when we set the meeting up it was a chance because the reason why we set the meeting up was to bring the people together in the way we described it wasn't about it was a different model from the other meetings around and um, the other um, franchise meetings because it wasn't intended as a an income stream it was just intended to bring people together so to share value and then through that the value would come from you know just somewhere else yeah and so we were able to uh, say to the brick because they're just local independent no national support we'll give you half the profits from the meeting yeah. which made a lot of sense because that way yeah, they're local and independent which is what like us at the time and um, it, it really helped to drip feed it's not massive but you know over the years it's made made a difference and those little but then i think that's the important thing those little yeah. bits over time do make a difference it doesn't have to be massive in one go no it, it it really doesn't and we continue to support the brick today and for those of you who, who kind of read the post you'll see that our now next meeting uh, we have a charity ticket as part of the general offer. So you can book into the Asana Property Meet. Um, it's completely free, or you can book in through our charity ticket and we'll donate to the brick on your behalf. So here we are in 2016, celebrating a uh, Catholic significant birthday. Uh, no prize for guessing which city we're in. Um, but, uh, but we also kind of uh, travelled out to the countryside and I'll show you a little picture of the countryside because that also started to inspire our vision board in terms of finding somewhere to live that perhaps wasn't in the UK, finding a, a place in, in Europe or abroad or Italy, somewhere to go and live. And that sort of started to, or certainly started for me to inspire that, that thought. So 2016 was a, a really interesting year building the, the Asana meet. Um, and then, can I move on? Yes. Yeah, okay, no, that's, that's fine. I say, 2018, uh, I think this is Granada, actually, um, in, in southern Spain, I think we're up with friends in, in Granada. Um, but 2018 was a year of transition again for us. Um, you never quite know where the property journey is going to take you. So in 2018, um, two things happened. We decided that we would uh, do some HMOs because we weren't quite where we need to be in terms of our financial plan. 
and we decided to start working with Josh uh, on the Northwest Property MBA. You know, we're into our third year of running that particular program, a way of, if you like, giving back to the community, um, you know, through the, uh, through the training, uh, development, uh, sorry, training and development programs. That I suppose the other thing that happened for us in 2018 was that we began to focus more on our investment portfolio and less on the physical property portfolio. And then the last thing, 2018, was a busy old year, was we bought two properties in Hungary. Um, I think I showed you some pictures of some building work. It looked more like a demolition job last week. Um, but those properties, are, are one is one is currently mothballed, uh, but the other one is cracking on, and we hope to show you some some pictures of the the onward uh, kind of development. But what happened was we went looking for one. We didn't go looking for any. Oh, okay. Sorry, oh, we didn't go looking at all. We went with an open mind. <laughs> oh, okay. That's we went right. because it came about that um, there was. Uh, okay. We just went. We, we went to fourteen properties. Things came together, and we ended up looking at fourteen properties with somebody else, and we kind of looked around, and it was like, ah, and then it was the last property we saw, yeah. and it was, oh my goodness, that's like looking at the well-being centre yeah. that that we've been talking about. I've been talking about for years, and it was like it's a wreck. I got magical wreck. I think yes. what that is. And it was, um, yeah, and so that was the one that we, we were going for, and um, but for that reason really yeah. um but you did have this inkling to spend uh, time in, in a in a different place so yeah. then you like the other properties that's how we ended up buying the large large yeah. one and um, so it was it was that and then things came together because the previous person was going to buy it happened to be a yoga teacher and she'd asked all the questions that i would have liked to have asked about the type of farming that's used there because there's an opportunity to grow food organically and organic farming and these things started to come together. The guy who helped us come there, um, find out about Hungary, lived five miles up the road from us. He does, he's a local. Yeah, so yeah. things came together, so it wasn't kind of like that. It evolved and it kind yes. of came about. So I hope you're going to get the gist of this story, that we, we started off just taking some action. We have no idea where this was going to lead us, and it has led us on a merry dance, that's for sure. But it's not like other people, you know, setting out to build a portfolio of 30 HMOs or whatever, this has never been like that for us. It's always been the areas of interest, you know, following our hearts, but also following our values, I think, through this, following our passions. Yeah, so we ended up, I don't know if you kind of mentioned, we ended up uh, sort of inadvertently flipping the property, didn't we? Then we actually did a deliberate kind of yeah, we, we and then, uh, and then the, the SaaS opportunity, you know, the investment. I wasn't going to put all of that detail yeah. in there. Those, well, are for the, those are for the old years. Those came through all of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, gosh, my God, that's a bit hard. Oh, then. yeah, I thought, I thought we'd put, <laughs> put a business-like one in there, really. So 2020, this is the Discovery Day, um, I think, sort of earlier this year. Um, we continue to run Discovery Days. We continue to run the, the education stuff. We're taking some of that online to make that available to a wider a wider audience, um, but also to allow us time out to, to maybe live uh, overseas uh, a little bit more than we, we currently are. So we find our lives started off as a bit of a hobbyist Vitalettes, uh, and we've ended up with a Vitalette, an HMO portfolio, an investment portfolio, properties overseas, a training business, a well-being business, and, and perhaps uh, retirement three years ago didn't quite pan out as I had originally intended that it might. So that's us in 2020. Um, 
I won't bore you to death, but um, but this is the place in Italy that, that I think really inspired my thoughts uh, of maybe living somewhere overseas. And this is Santa Reste, just uh, an hour or so's drive out of, out of Rome, uh, a wonderful place. And I think it, had it had a couple of decent restaurants, uh, we might have been very tempted to move there. They probably did, um, they're all closed. <laughs> we got the timings all right. Well, there was there on the day. So that's, that's us. Just one last little thing. Um, I think, Tom, you said I could do this, so I'm going to do this. These are some of our upcoming events uh, this, this, this month. So um, um, it's not, not exactly right, I don't think. So uh, we've got a book club on Monday, the 25th of May. Um, I put, put June's date in there rather than May's date. My apologies. We'll be talking about um, so the book club is six o'clock on Monday. If you want to join us, um, the Entrepreneur Circle is on Tuesday, and our property meeting is on June the first. If you just find us, Asana Hyphen Northwest on Eventbrite, everything's on there. It's all free to to join. So the book in. club is actually uh, Richest Man in Babylon. Richest Man in Babylon. Richest yeah. Man in Babylon. He's, he's, you're a month ahead there. I, I am a month ahead. My apologies for that. <laughs> So, you yeah. Didn't, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think that is. Didn't mention about um, uh, Entrepreneurs Institute. I don't know if that's kind of relevant. Or I I haven't mentioned everything. Okay. Cool. So Tom, who's just laid it from his seat, I'm going to stop sharing that now. Um, and there you go. That's our story. It's um, it, it's a bit of a, a bit of a wonder through uh, through property and time. Well, thank you very much indeed. Um, I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say that was that was epic. And the, what, what was my favourite thing about it, um, other than the, the the you know the loads of content, was that the uh, it also felt like I was like I was looking at your holiday snaps. It was holiday snaps, stroke high quality property investing content. How many pictures of properties in there, Howard? Never at all. There was that. <laughs> that would have been quite useful. <laughs> it was Howard's first house that then became the first buy to let. That's in there. Start the journey and all that. Well, that's all about leverage, isn't it? We leave. We managed to leverage a, a Honda. All the properties out. We yeah. managed to leverage a house and a Honda Civic. Yeah. I also think, like, I've, I've been to plenty of property talks where it's like, I bought this house, then I bought this house, I bought this house. Uh, I don't care. You know, like, all the three red semis look the same, don't they? Whereas a place an hour outside of Rome with no good restaurants, I'm interested in that. Like, oh, yeah, look at that. Nice there. Um, so I think that's, frankly, far better. Uh, so thank you very much for that. Um, so I don't forget to mention later, if you wouldn't mind updating, it seems like you've got a couple of, as we all have, because it always changes. If you wouldn't mind updating that slide and then that little one you had on the end and then bobbing that on the um, on the cover chat, obviously then everyone knows where you are, if that's, if that's all right. Well done. Yeah. Um, I'm going to launch in with a few quick questions, but um, if anyone uh, has any questions, uh, uh, I see... Is it Brian? Have I got the pronunciation correct? Uh, he's still interested in Italian property. Well, I'll come to that in a minute. Um, I'll, I'll do a quick, quick, quick fire questions. If anyone's got any, either stick your hand in the air and I'll come to you or, or bother in the chat and I'll ask it on your behalf. Um, if I, a question for Howard and Kathy. So my first question was, uh, you mentioned um, uh, that at different points, your, your interest in property sort of waxed and waned a bit uh, and the spark kind of came and went um, with property. And I, I think probably anyone who's been in the game a while um, you know, has had that. Uh, but I, I was reflecting how it's, it's funny how it often comes back, isn't it? I was wondering whether it, it follows the same graph as the property prices as they go up, you know, 2007. <laughs> like, oh, this is great. And then, oh, God, it's not so great, um, you know, after the crash. I, I wonder whether it was as simple as that. But it, no. uh, I, I, I think, well, it's, um, I, was, I was just reflecting. I'm not sure it's actually a question, but I was reflecting how it's, how it's great that that interest comes back and whether 
whether that was something you've managed to manage over the years, whether you think now you'd have a, a constant spark in property, whether that's just a, a just just a, something that happens that it waxes and wanes. I always describe it as life took over because yeah. you, you did fall out of the property and you still don't like leaking taps to this day. I don't. I don't I, I'm kind of like okay. I kind of roll with it, and I was okay with the, you know carrying on with it, but you weren't, and so we didn't. We sort of like let it kind of because it was life. You some property. It's not just about properties. It's about your whole life. And yeah. uh, so we kind of stepped away from that period. And then because this came up, we actually when Howard moved it back in here with me, we needed more space. So when this property came up next door, we had this opportunity to get this extra room. It came about as part of our lives. If you know what I mean, the project was great. We worked out great in the numbers and everything. And um, but and I think because we got involved with that, you really kind of got oh this was great. I, actually, I really enjoyed it. It was a bit fun as well because it was quite close to it rather than the build. You know, the build team. I'm I'm kind of creative spirit. So I I I, I you know, it's always been the big drive for me. I love the kind of ideas stuff. I love starting the new. I'm fascinated by the new, but but my energy is not always sustained through it. And, and there comes a point where I just run out of juice, I think. And the one thing that we never understood, because we just did it our way. We, we never went to a networking meeting until 2015. And we've been investing in property for 13 years. We didn't even know network meetings existed. Mm. Didn't know. So we just did it ourselves. And you run out of juice if you're just doing it yourself. You need communities like this yeah, to yeah. sustain you, yeah. and it has. Yeah, thanks, Howard. That sounded like a great plant answer. So well done. So basically, your answer was: if, if anyone, if you need to, if you're going to succeed in property, you need to make sure you come to Coffee Cup of Coffee every week, or yes, indeed, yeah. or indeed, Asana every month, or whatever. Just just Stay surround connected. yourself with. Stay with connected, but yeah. in the right way, because yeah. I think it can be overwhelming yeah. as well. You know, yeah, I've been experiencing a lot of overwhelm lately, yeah. and that's not good either. So being connected is good, so making the choice of the, who you're going to connect with and how you're going to connect as well. Make it your choice. You know, yeah. don't feel like being a slave to it. Yeah. Well, I get the chance. I should probably thank uh, Simon Collins, who I think is appearing today under his alter ego of uh, Brian. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on there. And frankly, I think it's best if I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I'd like to thank him very much for. Um, I, I'd, I'd totally forgotten, and he's got no respect for me for the fact that he brought Howard and Cathy along. Um, uh, absolutely, owe him, owe him a favour for. Not least because we've been short of a speaker today. Otherwise, that's been used for something. So, thank you very much. Indeed. <laughs> um, now then, what's uh, what's my next question? My next question was, um, you kind of half answered this, but maybe expand on it a little bit, which is you mentioned that a couple of times, especially with the Russ Whitney stuff, which my business partner Chris incidentally went to more or less the same time. You may have been on the same course, but um, uh, uh, that he uh, that you did the education. I think we've all had this: the old uh, shelf learning rather than self learning. So you do the education, you understand the concepts, but then of course you know maybe you didn't apply it fully, and that whole thing that if you what is it if you were uh, to know and not to do is not to know and all that. Yeah. Um, so what what would your tips either to your younger selves or to maybe I know we've got some some sort of stuff. St uh, uh, to be fair, right, I'm going to read this out because this is really important. We paid, we had £1,800 of savings, Kath and I, and yeah. we spent the entire £1,800 of savings, all we had, on, the course. on this three days. Wow. Right? The most exciting thing about the course was the fact that the Arsenal football team was staying there, oh, yeah, Thierry Henry and all the rest of it. <laughs> um, I'm a London lad, but I, I grew up supporting Barnet, not Arsenal. But, but I'll read you what I wrote on page one which says offset the course costs against property income 
So, yeah. so we set out with a determination to get the 1800 quid. Back. Yeah, when you actually spent the money on it, and when it was your savings, which it was then, it was like, right, we've got to do something about got it. Got to now. get it back. You know, and that honestly was like, it was like we've got to do it now because that's all our savings gone. So now we've got to make it happen. And so it gave us a kick up the yeah. bum to actually do something about yeah. it. Yeah, get yourself a mentor, get yourself an accountability buddy, get yourself your friends get somebody to hold you accountable those are the things we found out later but like kick up the ball because we spent the yeah. money got us going yeah now, now might be an excellent moment to, to mention that from next week cup of coffee is going to be charged 1800 quid uh, <laughs> for everyone so <laughs> looking forward to seeing you all next time um, in order to make sure you're valuing the meeting as you should it's 800 quid uh <laughs> So, yeah, but I think that's absolutely right, isn't it? You know, valuing it and, and, uh, and making sure you take the action because I'm sure, I, well, I know I've been on courses where I've written lots of great notes and they're either set in a folder or I've, written, I've carefully written them up and still not done it. Um, and there's so many things, whether it's systematization, um, you know, outsourcing or like really picking a nice strategy and sticking with it. And I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm speaking out of school here when I say, are you a creator type? If we look at the wealth dynamics, uh, Howard, or am I miles? I'm a creator, yeah. Yeah. Kathy's deal maker. I'm deal maker. Okay. But so we, have, we have no Everybody in the in the kind of true tempo lord space. Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody downstairs, as it were, in the engine room. That's why we're working with Stephen Day. Yeah, yeah, very wise, very wise uh, to, to sort the system stuff. So, um, uh, what was it, what was it about? Oh, yeah. So it's no surprise then that, and again, I don't mind. It, so he said himself that how he kind of wanders off on jobs, but has brilliant ideas and and lots of them. In fact, frankly, I'm I'm delighted he's managed to stick with us for the full forty six minutes so far, um, and then you know, just wandered off and had a different idea, but. But you know, it's about, about, about. I guess what I'm trying to drive at is the old Shakespearean "Know thyself," isn't it? That uh, I wish I'd known more about me when I started off, because I'd be more successful if I'd have known what I'm good at and what I'm dreadful at. Um, uh, yeah. And there's there's ways of learning that more quickly, but you still have to do the learning, don't you, in order to. Um, and I think it's really important as well. One thing we this is what's your own definition of success, yeah. and really getting true about that, because often it's not. Yeah. You just say something and it's not. You got, you're Somebody running your own race. You're running your own it's race. It's your life. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is part of your life yeah. and it's got to be it's got to be the right fit for you. Yeah. And uh, not just because somebody else is doing it looks great because we've been uh, we've been called all the shiny yeah. pennies all you know along yeah. the way. But yeah. you know, they don't, do they make you only happier? Do they actually create more value in your life? And it's no. maybe not. A bit of noise. So yeah. get clear about your way. And it sounds a bit the witch true. Yeah, I think it absolutely is. Um, well, funny enough, that, that, that leads into my next my next sort of question, which was around um, whenever I'm speaking to you two, uh, the the thing that probably comes through more than I'm speaking to anyone else is is the importance of values and kind of who you are more than hey, let's get another Ferrari, because um, it's just yeah, just it's, that that's kind of what's important to you. I remember you telling me um, that when you're looking again, I don't think I'm speaking out schoolly, that often when you're looking for business partners or, or finance or whatever it might be that particular time, one of the first questions you ask yourself is, does this person's values fit with ours? Is this their moral it's, compass? It's the first question we are. Do we have an existing relationship or is there a yeah. values fit? Yeah. yeah, number one. That's our number one every time. And I'm pretty confident that for me and others, that's not the case. I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but it, but it, but it, but it isn't. And it, and it is for you guys. And I think that comes through loud and proud. So, um, uh, what would you tell new investors uh, or experienced investors about how to sort of um, be true to your values in, in what is sometimes a cutthroat, quick, let's earn some money, let's borrow from this person and get this deal done kind of business. Um, how would you, like, have there been any challenges with that or what, how would you yeah. get, get, get that through to people? 
yeah, there's been loads of challenges along the way. And it's like, we have to keep coming back because things get thrown at you. And because everybody else does it and you think, oh, well, that's kind of what everyone does. And it's so easy to get caught up in that. And, and you've got to have a way of coming back to it. But for us, when we actually articulated, um, and so I find articulation on paper is real, or, or whatever you want, but getting it down and just being clear yourself on what it is for you and keep coming back and checking in against that. And if it doesn't feel right when you're doing something, just question it. I, I can give you a, 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 an example of this. Um, in uh, last year, we ran a couple of discovery days. Uh, the second discovery day, uh, in fact, probably on both of them, we used the uh, progressive property model where you kind of stack everything up. You do the value stack and you put all these, these numbers on, you know, like we're giving you access to this. It's got to be worth £26,000, you know, to, to have lunch with Rob Moore. Whatever. I mean, all these, these values and you stack it all up and you say, look, if this package is worth £10,000, it's yours for two hundred. Uh, and you, you do that and it never felt comfortable with us and then we took this up we, and we were mentored by Roger Hamilton and Roger said yes. to us um, yes yeah, since last year and Roger said to us he said that, that's not the way that's not the way so we watched his way um, of, of doing something and he talks about what it is and at the end it just what it is doesn't you know turn into something kind of crazy and at the end sort of says look if this were for free, would you do it? And people go, yeah. And he said, well, it's not free. You're going to have to pay for it, 1,800 quid or whatever it is, Tom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that just felt better because you're just being straight. You're just being honest. That's the price. That's what it is. And you want to be able to exchange value with people. But I think there's this real uh, sense of maybe... False value. Well, well, not just about false value, but it's how you feel about it and how you feel about yourself, really, truthfully. Yeah. And it's like, there is an exchange of value. We've all got value to exchange with each other. But how do you do that in a way that feels right yeah. for you? And there's a garden analogy. And um, the garden bit for me, it's like, yeah, because we want to be able to share value. We want to, you know, honestly share stuff that we, we know and, and we can help others with. Um, and we want to be, we want to receive that as well because there's, there's so much, you know, in corporate community there's so many uh, impactful people in here there's you know so much experience in different things so reach out and ask somebody because you all tend to uh, tend to do it on your own don't you but it's like reach out and ask and then there's like a natural exchange happens yeah yeah so it's the difference between getting getting a net and catching butterflies or building a garden to attract butterflies and that's yeah try to throw a sign if it's a value to you here it is and look at the butterflies you don't want to sell anything to anybody but if there's value to a chef there you go you can buy and we're going to getting into that and getting getting that's something for me i'm really getting comfortable with myself we should shut up probably yeah probably are you, are you looking at the same pictures I'm looking at? Because this is very much caterpillar territory here. Uh, this is Saturday morning. Oh, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is it, yeah. is it abusing the people who've kindly turned up to my meeting? I think that's probably the right strategy. I can't imagine why that's going to backfire at all. Um, no, you're all very beautiful, especially Simon. Um, so, yeah. I think you make an excellent point, though, about, um, about how to sell because different people have different ways of selling. And... and it, we all kind of want to exchange, exchange value, sell, call it what you will. You've got to find something that works. I had a background yeah. in sales when I was actually working, and I hate selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like selling. I'm not interested in selling, but I am interested in receiving value because I need things myself. 
And if I need things, I'll pay for them if they're of value to me. And the same is true for the other person. I think it's just how we look at it. And that makes a big difference. Yeah, I think some people come into property, including me, and you see some people, and I'm not having a go at them because it works for them and makes them happy. You know, you Rob Moore's a good example where it's plenty of boxing, lots of shouting, and lots of this yeah. 10 grand thing for 200 quid. And that's great. And I'm not saying it's disingenuous because I think for him it fits and works well. Totally, um, totally upfront about it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Here you go, have a bit of this. And I, I quite like that because it because it's because it's authentic. There's a good word. Yeah. Um, authentic. being authentic. And, and you've said, look, for us, that's not authentic. I, I agree, that's not the way I like to do it. Um, but, but there's different ways of doing it. As long you, yeah. since, since you, I see lots of people coming into property and doing the doing the shouting because they don't realise that you can do it another way. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I suppose what we're saying is there is another way. So just be aware that if you don't like the shouting, which lots of people don't, it doesn't suit that many people. Don't be afraid of doing it a different way. Do it your way because that's yeah. what actually makes it different. Then that yeah. actually make it different for you if you get clear about that. Yeah. that's you and it's your identity and that's your becomes your brand then so you don't just stick a logo on things it's all part of who you are and yeah. we've helped with dan and king yeah. to kind of get to that place a lot yeah absolutely um you mentioned uh, i can't remember the year because we were doing <laughs> i was just enjoying that i was just enjoying a lovely mosey through europe and then canada we we're all over the place so I forgot, if I'm honest, I forgot which year we were or where we were. There was some wall. But um, there was a year there where uh, you um, you mentioned that it's kind of the focus went, I think, temporarily away from property and onto other um, other investments. SaaS was mentioned. Yeah. I just wondered whether, because I think, I think property is great, but often it works. Funny enough, we've, we've hopefully, I'm going to talk about this in a tiny bit in, in a moment uh, in later on, which is about um, uh, what, what talks we've got coming up. And one of the ones that's been requested is about stocks and shares. And there's all different vehicles, aren't there? And often it's about balancing risk and this, that, and the other. What are you going to tell us? Well, we're not, we're not giving away anything uh, personal or anything, but w- roughly what that involved for you and whether that was success or a massive mess or uh, what you learned from doing other things as well as property. Yeah, so it's sort of uh, a lot of it's kind of post post-retirement um, kind of provided the opportunity, but it started, uh, I suppose our first thought was when we bought the house next door, we used that, um, I did a pension transfer and we released the tax-free cash to buy the house next door. So we've always done it with our, mostly with our own funds. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of started the process. Then when I retired, we had Mike Holt come down from Landlord's Pension to Asana and, um, yeah, we'd, we'd seen Mike um, uh, do a presentation on Wendy Whitaker Large's um, uh, page, and uh, it's like oh, people need to know about that. So they ended up coming down, as did Robin Marty, who'd not been around here for ages, I've been from And so we got like present both sides presenting the you know, dream, the dream and the reality. reality, because you've got to have a mix, you know, you've got to have a balance. And then we made our own decisions about that. And so if we hadn't done that, we wouldn't have known really. And how it's been in life and pensions all this, all this life, he's trained financial advisors. But it's SAS is quite a specialist area. And uh, so when we did this, this actually then opened up an opportunity because when we then considered the transfer value of the pension, it's like, oh my God, it was a no-brainer, yeah. especially given what we were doing. So it was, it was a fit. And, and so we did. So that, you know, all those things came through property in a way, but even then, though it's now yeah. SAS investments because it gets you thinking about it. But you're then having to take personal control. You can't just give it to a fund manager. I used to work with the fund managers for Royal London down in, you know, in, in London. Then you get to take more control. Um, yeah, over. so we've done we've done esoteric loans, we've done loan back, we've done um, done loan back also. Sorry, esoteric investment loan, and, loan back, and now we're looking at 
other other investment, maybe kind of physical assets. We, you'd yeah. be talking about woodland, you'd be talking about gold or cup of coffee, and they both kind of yeah, interested in us, so we may look at those. Um, but also we have the, you know, like building the wellbeing centre, which if you like, is a different type of investment proposition. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Um, lastly, because we're, we're running short of time, but, but sort of a good place to finish, I think, was I wanted to get an idea of what the, what the future holds or what you're doing at the moment, um, how that looks and what your focuses are. You know, are you looking forward to dipping the market and going to buy another five or is it, is it more on the other side of things or how does that work? We, 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 on, the, on the wall behind us is our vision statement. Um, it's, uh, it's, we, we wrote it independently and, and the, two, the two documents are, are we merged because they, they kind of say pretty much the same thing. As a result of that, we came up with five key focus areas and they sit in the wall and those are the ones we're, we're pursuing. So one is to create a, if you like, a, a, a property learning pathway for our customers, but that taps very much into the communities around, you know, the, the talented people out there. It's not just us, it's us working with the talented uh, community that we uh, are found at. I'm falling in love with. The second one is um, to build out the wellbeing centre in Hungary um, and also use that as a leverage to kind of change our lifestyle. So we're working with Dio um, oh, and yeah. his team that now looking at opportunities that. to convert our own house into two apartments so that we yeah. can he's keep up a some foot great, here in the UK. He's but, drawn uh, up some great so, plans. So great really plans. good and creative Dio. Thoroughly so that's... And yeah, so, so that's a big, a big issue for us. Um, the systemization of our business is is key because that's the other thing that's going to leverage us out of this busyness that I really don't like. And so we're working with Stephen Day on doing that sort of thing. Um, we continue to focus on our our kind of health and our general well-being, um, our relationships and our family. That's an important part of what we do. And then finally, I think simplifying our investments so that we have a simpler level of control on those. It works to deliver the value that we need. Um, none of that involves, at the minute, buy more properties, but never say never. No, never say never. Um, well, what was most impressive about that last bit was that you did most of it without checking behind you, because I'm pretty sure if I had five goals, I'd remember about one and a half. I need to read <laughs> the other ones out. So um, you've obviously been, the, you know, had those drilled down, and I think it's great to have founding principles. A bit strong, isn't it? But uh, yeah, guiding, guiding principles maybe um, that uh, that you can go back to and that will keep you on the right track when you're not sure what what to do, especially with yeah. difficult decisions. So. Uh, that's, I think, a great time to wrap that up. So thank you very much indeed to Howard and Kathy. Very much appreciate you uh, taking the time. Um, uh, and uh, I'm sure I should um, uh, speak for everyone when I say uh, very much appreciate the talk today. Um, thank you all for attending and um, for listening, uh, for, and for those listening to the podcast as well. Uh, and a special thanks, of course, to Howard and Kathy uh, for sparing their